post-game wrap-up show here. I'm Brett Behrens along with Andy Olson and Marley Weirda live in Lincoln, Nebraska at the other Memorial Stadium. And guys, it's fun. We're finally talking about a win here. Marley, you were there to see it. We'd love to get your initial reactions from what you saw on the field today and, and how well Illinois played. Got to be one of the best games in the Lovey Smith era so far. Absolutely, and this looked like a team that wanted to compete, a team that wanted to play, and then a team that wanted to be here. And I think that's something that we haven't seen just with some of these games because they've been just so not competitive. Got to give credit to Brandon Peters, missing 21 days, coming back, playing the way he did, 18 for 25 passes that he completed. Um, certainly a great way to come back from that quarantine. Uh, the defense stepped up in a lot of ways. Those takeaways, Jake Hansen really setting the tone early. So in all, guys, from special teams to defense to off offense, a uh, great game for the Illini and a great one for them to get here on the road. And Marley, with no fans in the stands, give us a sense of what it was like to be there today and just your thoughts of the whole thing because Illinois had so many question marks coming in and Brandon Peters steps in as the starting quarterback and played one of his best games as well. Yeah, it was definitely an interesting vibe here today, Brett. Um, as we know, this is a stadium that, that sells out consistently, and uh, for, I think it's like 300-something games. Uh, so for there to be no fans, I'm a little bummed I didn't get to experience, you know, this stadium as it usually is. But um, it, it really didn't feel as weird as I thought it was going to be. This is my first time that I've covered a game, whether it be, you know, I haven't covered one in Champaign yet, so this was my first one overall. Um, and, and it really it really didn't seem that weird because the teams were competitive. You know, they played like there were 70,000 people here. So I, I don't know if it really made all that much of a difference. I don't know if I'm actually a fan of that, like, bumped-in crowd music uh, or the crowd sound. The music is good, as always, that they usually have at games. But I think maybe without there being so many people here, it took the pressure off the Illini, and they were just able to compete and, and do what they know how to do. And, and that was probably a great game of football. Yeah, and, you know, from our perspective back here in the studio, it was definitely an interesting one to watch. I mean, we talk about just going through the, the scoring plays for Illinois. I mean, they had more points in the first half than they had scored at any point in this season and just taking the lead on that first drive after getting that uh, that fumble recovery from Jake Hansen. There's a lot for us to talk about, a lot of positives to take away from this, Brett. And, uh, you know, a really fun game, I'm sure, for a lot of fans to watch at home. I mean, I'm looking through the comments right now on Facebook. A lot of people excited about the win. A uh, great turnaround game. And uh, after the start to the season that they had, and, of course, of course, the close win at Rutgers, it was just kind of nice to see them, you know, kind of put one to bed. I don't want to say put to bed early, but, you know, going into halftime, they definitely felt good, and they continued in the second half. So, um, you know, maybe not a lot of questions going uh, towards the end of the game, whether or not Illinois would win. And that was kind of nice, a different pace to, the, to a game this season a little bit, Brett. And it really all started with the Jake Hansen play, you know, very early on. I think they set the tone, and the guys talked about that after the game. And Brandon Peters, like you mentioned, Marley, coming in, and he really commanded the game from the start as well. I had wondered who they were going to start at quarterback. I think we all had a good feeling it was going to be Brandon Peters, the fifth-year senior over Isaiah Williams, the redshirt freshman. Isaiah did get in the game and was able to make some contributions as well. Did not throw a pass today, but uh, was able to rush three times for 14 yards. Brandon Peters was the clear-cut guy in my eyes, though. Marley, how did you feel that he commanded the game, so to speak, and, and really got comfortable in there? Because if you wouldn't have known that he missed three weeks, I'm not sure you would have been able to tell. He played better today than he did at the beginning of the season when he had practiced leading up to that Wisconsin game. 
Yeah, and that's exactly it, Brett, is that he looked comfortable. I think uh, in the Wisconsin game, he just looked a little bit rattled. He didn't look like he knew what he was doing. And today he distributed the ball. He got the run game involved. He launched that pass to to Joshi Matsuwabebe for, for a great passing touchdown. So it was just that he looked comfortable. And I think maybe it was those 21 days that he sat out. Uh, you know, he mentioned in his uh, post-game press conference that, you know, it was a gut-wrenching experience just to hear the news that he tested positive for COVID. And it goes to show, you know, this game can be taken away from you at any minute. And I think he played like a guy that missed three weeks and, and wanted to prove that, you know, he's in it for, for the rest of the season and that he's not taking this game for granted at all. And let's hear from Brandon Peters after the game on his win. This is the first time we've heard from him since the Wisconsin game. So it's, it's been a while, but he weighs in here about what these last couple of three weeks have been like for him. Yeah, when I got the news, um, you know, it was pretty tough to, to stomach that. Um, but, you know, 10 days in, in the hotel room is you know, not ideal. Um, especially when you know you feel good enough to be out there playing, um, you know it sucked. But um, at the same time, you gotta you know stick in there mentally, uh, support your guys, um, you know. And you know coming back today, you know I didn't you know try to force anything. You know I, for me, I just wanted to go out there and execute and do what I could do. Um, so yeah. I thought that was pretty transparent, Brandon Peters. A lot of times we don't get that kind of emotion from him. He just flat out said it sucked. And I think a lot of us can probably uh, sympathize with him. Some of us can empathize with him that maybe have had a positive COVID-19 case and you have to go into quarantine and they send these guys to a hotel. So they literally are isolated from everyone else. But I try and put myself in his shoes as a college player, as, as a college guy. And all of a sudden you're out of your circles. You're, you're not with your roommates anymore. You're alone in a hotel room. Uh, just you and cable TV, I guess, and the internet. But for him to come back and do this, I thought this really was one of his best games overall. 18 for 25, 205 yards, a touchdown. And he really showed today, like you mentioned, Molly, with some of those passes and early on with the connection to Joshi Matorbebe, that this is the kind of potential that I think a lot of us thought that Illinois thought they could do this season. And it was great to see here today. So as we move along here, uh, we're wrapping up today's game as Illinois goes on the road and wins at 41-23 at Nebraska. The first win in Lincoln since 1924 for the Illini. The ground game was phenomenal as Mike Epstein and Chase Brown combined a rush for 223 yards. Epstein had 113, Chase Brown had 110. The team rushes for 285 yards total. And Andy, when you can run the ball that well, that's a recipe for success overall. Yeah, and this is the first time since 2000, uh, Illinois had put this out, that they have had 200-yard rushers in the same game in back-to-back -back games. Now, last week it was Chase Brown and Isaiah Williams, of course. This week, Mike Epstein and Chase Brown. And, you know, being able to establish that run, we need to give some credit, of course, to the offensive line that did a great job today. Um, even uh, some of the wide receivers and tight end setting blocks did a great job today. So I think everyone did their part in helping that rushing game getting going. And that allows, of course, the defense to have to commit to that run and open things up for Brandon Peters, which is why he had, you know, such a good day coming off of three weeks, not being able to play, being stuck in that hotel room, like you mentioned, Brett. And uh, Chase Brown scoring the first collegiate rushing touchdown 
uh, of his career. Um, he came here, transferred, only got three rushes uh, last year in that partial season that he had with the Illini. Uh, coming in here today, hadn't scored yet this season. Of course, gets two in the first quarter, which is a nice way to kind of establish the run to start the day. Brandon Peters had a rushing touchdown of his own. Mike Epstein got in as well. And when you're able to do that on the ground, like you've already said, Brett, it's going to be a really good day for your offense, and it's going to open things up all around. You know, it's just a matter of, uh, it's just a question of, if we're going to see this moving forward, was this just a Nebraska defense or has Illinois turned a corner with the rushing game? I hope that they've turned a corner. I've seen, you know, these flashes that they've turned a corner and I, you just hope that they can continue it going into uh, next week against Ohio State and the rest of the season. And this was supposed to be the stretch that Illinois would make hay, so to speak. You know, you got toss-up games, we thought, at the beginning of the season between Purdue and Minnesota and Nebraska and Rutgers in there. You figured before the season that was going to be a win. And so now you head into a tough part of the stretch of the season. But Marley, what was your sense after the game from the players and from Lovey just about getting some momentum here and coming out and following up a win with another win? This is the first time Illinois has won back-to-back -back Big Ten road games since 2007. Yeah, it's certainly been a long time. And I, I think this game, I mean, I mentioned it in the pregame show, is this game wasn't so much about this game as it was kind of the next three games of the season. You want to head in to Ohio State coming off a win. And I think they proved themselves, not maybe as a team that can beat Ohio State, but a team that, that can compete. And I think for this team to get that confidence, get those two wins in a row, certainly bodes well for them heading into the rest of the season. And you know maybe they can, they can turn things around. They still got Iowa and, and Northwestern as well. And maybe a win will come uh, with two of those or with Ohio State next week. Molly, you didn't get to be on the field, but could you sense just the excitement from this team um, from the, really from the outset? Because this team had not been a, a team that came out there and got off to good starts. They hadn't led, you know, in the first half. They'd only led three seconds this whole season. So how did you feel like that momentum kind of flipped there at the stadium for Illinois once they got out to a, a, an early lead and set the tone early? Well, Brett, I don't know what this stadium is usually like, but I can imagine it, it wasn't as quiet as it was there in, uh, you know, the third and fourth quarter. They really shut down all of the Nebraska parents that were here in the stadium and, and heading off the field. I mean, it was hugs, smiles all around. Josh Whitman there as well, giving a big congratulations to Lovey Smith. Of course, Daniel Barker, he's always a character. He seems to know where the camera's at at all times. Um, you know, it reminded me of uh, when they came off the, the field after they beat Michigan State. I know it wasn't at that game, but uh, just seeing some of the video of, of that moment and that emotion, you can tell that this kind of paralleled that in, in the same kind of way, even though it wasn't, you know, a big upset, but it was a game where they came out and dominated. And I think that's something that they haven't been able to do uh, against a big 10 opponent in a while and, and to to do it here at, at Nebraska and, and just make it a blowout essentially. Um, you know, they got to be proud of themselves and you could definitely tell uh, on their faces when they left the field today. Third down conversions, a big part of today. Illinois is 11 for 17. Nebraska is just four of 12 and takeaways. I don't know if we need to change Jake Hansen's middle name to takeaway Marley. I tweeted that out a little bit earlier, but he just has a knack for being around the ball and getting those out. And Illinois comes up with uh, three interceptions today, a couple of uh, fumble recoveries as well. I don't know what it is, but when Illinois wins the takeaway battle, they win games. I mean, it, is it as simple as that for you in your eyes, Molly? 
Yeah, uh, I definitely think it is. I mean, they totally changed the momentum uh, with their three takeaways, getting scoring opportunities, whether it was a field goal or a touchdown. I mean, that that is big for this team because, of course, there's going to be mistakes. Mistakes are going to happen, but if they can get the ball, take it away, and and convert on on the other side of the field, that absolutely uh, is is a great thing for this team. Because uh, as I mentioned, you know, they're they're not perfect. They're gonna. Uh, make those mistakes. So if they are able to perform well on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, it's it's the old cliche, right? Defense wins championships. Um, and if they continue to play the way that they did uh, here against Nebraska, I think they have uh, just a real shot to compete here at the at the end of the season. And uh, Lovey Smith, you know, his goal uh, that he told the team is you know, they try to get three takeaways a game, and you know they far surpassed that goal today, just in all aspects of the defense. So. Uh, definitely great to see them improving on, on the defensive side of the ball, Brett. Andy, what do you make of the takeaways and what this team is capable of when they get those takeaways? Well, you, clearly we know what they're ta or what they're capable of now after watching today's game. I mean, you get five takeaways and you're able to put up, uh, what was it at the end, 41 points. Um, now we know what they're capable of when they can do that. Uh, but, I mean, we, we talk about takeaways. They did end up getting... A little bit lucky with the takeaways. I mean, they had some fumbles themselves. Thankfully, never lost any of their fumbles. One in particular sticks out on uh, the one of the kickoffs uh, earlier in the game <clears throat> uh, that popped down. They were able to recover it and then march down the field and score a couple of plays later. Uh, so when they have a little luck, when they're able to force those takeaways, I mean, clearly this team is as good as it was advertised coming into this season. And Lovey Smith talked about that, too, in his press conference where someone had asked, you know, is this finally the team that we had heard about that uh, they were feeling so good about coming into to the season? And Lovey said, yeah, that th this was, you know, kind of what they were expecting. And I think fans, you know, I, I would hope liked what they saw. I mean, getting the takeaways, playing Lovey ball and, you know, running the ball. And that's what Lovey has talked about being, you know, the identity of the of the offense is running the ball and then opening that up for the passing game. I think that's what people were expecting coming into things. Um, and, you know, I, I would say that now they can do anything. I think that's like the usual thing that people think about. Oh, they finally got their uh, their takeaways. Now they can do anything. They're going up against number three, Ohio State next week. And now can they? Absolutely. Uh, but I think it's going to be a really tough game for them, just like anyone has had against Ohio State this season. They're a really good team for a reason. Uh, but one of the things that uh, Jake Hansen had talked about in his press conference as well was he, Indiana gave a really good shot at Ohio State this week. They talked about they're going to review that game that happened today, Ohio State and Indiana, see what they did and how they were able to put points up against Ohio State, see what they can take away and kind of build their game plan around that. So uh, next week should be interesting. If they play like they did today, uh, hopefully it'll be uh, a pretty close one. But I know that uh, Illinois hasn't beaten Ohio State since 2007. Uh, so it's going to be an interesting one, to say the least, as far as storylines go, Brett. Let's hear from Lovey after the game. Of course, you can imagine what our locker room was like um, whenever it's, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's been that long. I'm told we haven't won in Lincoln since 1924 when Red Grange played. Whenever something like that happens, of course, uh, it's a big deal. But uh, Our guys played well today. We deserve to win. Uh, we practiced that way all last week. Uh, special teams had a big say in it. Uh, defense did taking the football away. But uh, when you can run the football like that, and, uh, and then when you can throw it the way Brandon and our receivers caught it today, um, you know, 
normally you know what the score will say at the end. So big win for us to get two in a row, which of course sets up an even bigger game this week. But um, guys played hard. That is Lovey Smith on his second win of the season after Illinois starts 0-3. Now they've got some momentum here after back-to-back -back wins in the Big Ten. Molly, they are literally turning the lights off on you out there at Memorial Stadium. <laughs> It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Like the light on the camera goes out, then the lights in the stadium go out. And now, guys, if, if, believe it or not, it's starting to rain. Nebraska doesn't want <laughs> anything to do with this game. I think they are done. Like this just describes it um, perfectly right now. But all the fans, the cardboard cutouts, they they stay till the bitter end. They're all just hanging out here. You're, you're there with the cutouts <laughs> after Illinois beats Nebraska 41-23 in a, in a big win for the Illini as they look to Turn the script now. Can they make it three in a row next week would be truly a historic win if they could somehow uh, beat Ohio State, as you mentioned, Andy. Let's just start with competing. Let's see if they can bounce back next week, build upon this game, and compete against Ohio State. All right, final thoughts. Marley, what you got there from Lincoln? Final thoughts, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm cold, I'm, I'm ready to go, but, you know, it was a fun one um, for the first road trip that we got to go on this year. Um, you know, it, it was just a lot of fun to watch. Um, I'm glad it wasn't last year's road game that I got to cover, which was the Minnesota blowout. I'm glad the Illini um, got the other end of the stick this time. So a lot of fun watching these guys um, compete. I'm excited to watch them moving forward. Overall, um, a great game. They showed a lot of grit. Um, I loved, they were just like chirping at Nebraska. It, it was quiet in here, but not quite enough to hear, uh, you know, some, uh, some of the smack talk a little bit, but I loved that attitude from them. So uh, it'll be exciting moving forward. Andy, final thoughts. More Brandon Peters pointing at the scoreboard. I'm sure a lot of people watching at home caught that uh, on, on the broadcast, and that goes into what Marley was talking about with chirping. I, I like that uh, the momentum that they're feeling now. Uh, they're getting uh, you know a, a little bit of that winning attitude, that winning edge now. I mean, you go to Rutgers, and then you go to Nebraska, a couple of road wins. I mean, first time in, uh, in more than a decade since I've gotten back-to-back -back road wins in the Big Ten, so keep up that momentum. And Brett, you, you really summed it up perfectly. Competing is the biggest thing against Ohio State, I think, to keep this momentum going. Review the game plan. You know, get yourself set up right against the Buckeyes. I mean, they had a, a tough game against Indiana today. They're not uh, feeling too good about themselves, you know, uh, keeping it close with the Hoosiers. Uh, but final thoughts are takeaways are good. More of them set the tone early with takeaways. If they can do that in any of the remaining games going on this season, I think we'll see more games like this and uh, hopefully more wins for the Illini as well. All right, my biggest takeaway is that they were able to, to salvage this portion of the season after no one saw COVID-19 coming and, and your starting quarterback having to sit out and your backup quarterback uh, hurting his leg and his ankle and Matthew Robinson, your third string quarterback being out with contact tracing and then having to play a four string quarterback four quarterbacks in four weeks is a tough script for anybody to try and handle and, and play out but illinois was able to manage this get some momentum here going into this last portion of the season and in my eyes if you can win one of these games between ohio state iowa and northwestern you feel really good they're going into that ninth game of the year and we'll see what happens with that and who they might face on the east side in the, in the crossover game but that is some positive news for the Illini today and for them they're on a happy flight home here Marley they're going to be home uh, by about the time we're finished with this uh, you got an eight-hour drive back sorry about that unbelievable <laughs> put me on the plane like I'll go under in the cargo spot like <laughs>
Welcome to Life on the Road. We haven't been able to do it very often here uh, due to COVID-19, but we're happy to bring you all of this content hey, today. I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. And you're almost in the dark now. They, they are literally no, turning the I'm lights off on you at Memorial know, Stadium. That's probably our cue to wrap it up. So Marley, thank you. We'll have look for more of your content on the WCI3 News at 6 and 10. We will have much more from you uh, hearing from the Illini after they beat Nebraska today 41-23, the second straight win for the orange and blue. All right, Marley, safe travels back. We will see you soon. Andy, thank you. And we will once again look for more on the WCI3 News at 6 and 10.